This podcast is produced by Unedited. Hello, dreamers, and welcome to the Dreamers Disease podcast with me, Alex Manzi, and to my latest travel diary, um, as I am spending two months in South America, uh, traveling from a few different countries. And if you have missed out on the previous episodes, you can go and check out my travel diary from Brazil and also the travel diary from Argentina and Uruguay, where I was joined by my two friends, Adam and Christian. Um, however, now I am traveling solo, and this is my first like solo travel. Um, so yeah, it's been pretty interesting. And for those of you who checked out the previous episodes, we'll know that uh, me and Adam were heading back to Buenos Aires after saying goodbye to Christian. And we had a few days to kind of sort ourselves out. I basically had to spend a couple of days to work out what my plan was going to be because I didn't really have uh, much of a plan um, as you guys know I'm, I'm pretty much uh, a kind of go with the flow kind of person <laughs> so I was pretty much going with the flow of, of traveling and after kind of Buenos Aires and our Argentina travels I, I knew that I wanted to end up in Colombia um, at some point but I kind of had a few days or a week or so spare so I wanted to originally go and visit some friends of mine and Adams who live in Chile in Santiago uh, but when I messaged them, they both weren't there. <laughs> one was in Berlin and one was somewhere else in Chile um, on a trek and a bit of a nature mission. So I had to make a bit of a plan and I was talking to one of my friends, Lucy, who uh, I met in Argentina. And she was over in Patagonia in a place called Bariloche. And yeah, basically I decided that the town sounded pretty cool. She told me there's lots of hiking and trekking trails and she was there doing some volunteer work. Um, we could hang out in the evenings, but during the day there was lots of stuff for me to do. So looked it up sounded great so was it i booked a flight and i i jumped on a plane a couple of days later to bariloche um heading over to patagonia i wasn't really prepared for hiking i brought some stuff just in case um, but i wasn't really prepared for like hiking trails and everything so it's going to be a bit of an adventure and you know one of the things that i i really do love i guess about traveling is that is the flexibility you can have within it especially when you're traveling for you know a month or two months you know six months a year whatever it is that you have a certain amount of flexibility like it's good not to have those um flights and those travel plans booked too far in advance and i like to keep things fresh and only really book like two or three nights in advance in a place and you know if you like somewhere you can stay longer if you're not sure you can go somewhere else if you're planning to go to chile but then all of a sudden your friends aren't there you can decide to go somewhere else like patagonia so it's nice to have the flexibility within within a your budget and also your time and your plans because it just you just never know where you're going to end up and, and, and the people you're going to meet and everything so um yeah so I ended up in Patagonia and that, that this episode is about my experience there and it was, it was really interesting actually because I was quite uh I was a little bit nervous to be traveling solo it was the first time I'd kind of had to you know catch a flight and not the first time I've caught a flight alone don't get me wrong but like knowing that I was going to be traveling and spending days kind of without really knowing anyone that I was with and turning up to a hostel and having no one there that I knew. So, uh, yeah, I was a little bit nervous, but I knew that I was going to be fine. I was kind of as excited as I was nervous. It was more, I guess, the thought of, oh, what could happen? And what if, like, there's no one there that I like? And what if I don't like the place? Um, but pretty much it was it was quite chill. And, um, you know, I arrived, checked into my hostel, which was the moving hostel and travel bar, which was really cool, really, really great vibe there. I can't, you know, I can't speak highly enough of the vibe. Uh, there's a few things that I, I wasn't too sure about like you know I like to have security lockers and stuff to lock my valuables they didn't have that but they were very nice and they they helped and offered to put my stuff behind the counter with some of their own personal stuff um and yeah it was really nice of them but 
so yeah, I checked into this hostel and again, I didn't really know too much about the area. So I asked a couple of people who had been to Patagonia and what they recommended. And yeah, like I said, there was a lot of sort of hiking trails and sort of day trips you could do and like two, three hour hikes and short hikes and, and the rest of it. And a lot of beautiful uh, scenery and lakes and look at uh, lots of everything really. And it kind of looked a little bit like Switzerland. There was a lot of a kind of Swiss and Germanic um, influence there because a lot of people from Switzerland and Germany moved there and they kind of they created this vibe there and atmosphere um, and one of my friends from back home Lucy so shout out Lucy sent me a, a really really nice email with lots of recommendations of places to eat things to do trails to do um, so I decided to do that and followed a lot of her her recommendations so one of the treks I did was uh, the Shao Shao trek which is spelled Double L A O, Lao Lao, it would be in English, but the Argentinians pronounce it Shao Shao, um, which is like a really cool trek where you kind of take the bus from Bariloche for about 40 minutes and then you jump off and there's like a, a famous hotel uh, called the Hotel uh, Shao Shao and then there's a trek that goes kind of through the woods and the jungle and you can do like a, a, a round trip, which I can't remember exactly how long it was in kilometers, it was probably take, you know, half a day or so. Um, you could go through the woods and you can stop off at all these amazing points like beaches and um, viewpoints and lakes and yeah it's really really incredible there was even a bit in the, in the middle of the forest where there was um, they called them Aryan Aryan is that the right word I'm not sure trees you know they were like sort of the bark was sort of stripped away and they were orange with white patches and um, they were really amazing to see actually in the middle of in the middle of nowhere there was just this, this, this collection of trees that had these bright orange barks and and white patches all over them and you can kind of just keep walking along this trail and and you can get to like different like i said different lakes and different viewpoints you can stop off and have your lunch along the way and there's other people doing the trail so you can like chat with people you can meet people along the way and i ended up doing it with my friend from argentina lucy um and, uh, and a friend of hers who was doing a volunteer um placement with her called yuri from brazil and we spent a couple of hours walking, I think it was maybe three hours, and then we got to a point where we wanted to go and check out another lake called the Secret Lake, and the policeman told us that we couldn't go <laughs> because there was weather warning, so we headed back into the town, jumped back, we, we, we backed up on ourselves, walked another two hours back to our starting point, jumped on the bus, went back to the town, um, and just went for some beers, and the, the town itself is really cool, it's quite touristy because it's quite a popular destination in Patagonia for tourists, but there's a lot of really cool like, bars and restaurants and stuff you can check out, so we spent a lot of time uh doing that in the evenings um and then my second day there um was a sunday and lucy again she was not on her volunteer thing because it was a weekend so she was off so we decided to uh, go down to check out another lake called lago gutierrez which was about 40 minutes away from bariloche and um we were going to originally jump on the bus but lucy had this bright idea to try and hitchhike and <laughs> we decided to stand by the bus stop but also put our thumbs out and see if we could hitch a ride because that region's really amazing because there's a lot of travelers, a lot of backpackers, a lot of hikers, so a lot of people trying to catch a ride for free, obviously, because it's A, free, but sometimes you can get there quicker than the bus. Um, so a lot of people are kind of hitchhiking rides and the locals and the people in the area uh, know that it's kind of known for that, so they're kind of half expecting to pick people up. So we thought we'd give it a go and see uh, see what our luck was like and we kind of stuck our thumbs out and we were very lucky we got picked up within the first 10 minutes by a local guy who was sort of driving in the direction we were heading and he drops off by the beginning of the lake. And uh, Lago Gutierrez is like a smaller lake uh, than the main lake in Bariloche. And it's really cool because you can go into the jungle and there's like a campsite. 
Uh, you can go and hike to this waterfall, which takes about 20 minutes, which is really beautiful. But there was lots of people there. And then there's another beach called Munoz Beach, which uh, you, I think it was like a five kilometer hike, which is about two hours, hour and a half, two hours. Um, but it was pretty easy. It was pretty flat most of the way through the jungle, then out sort of into the desert and, and down again. And it's really great because when you're kind of hiking and you're, you know, you're, you're walking to a destination, it's not always about the destination you're trying to get to. It's about actually the conversations that you're having and the journey that you're, you're having while you're going there. So it's a lot like life, really. And you're kind of talking with people and you're meeting people and you're kind of saying hello to other passers-by and everything. And, yeah, it was really nice to just experience that and, and, and trek through. And then we got to the beach and chilled for a little bit uh but we we arrived quite late in the afternoon so then the sun was setting so we decided to head back before it got dark um and then when we did get back we decided to to hitchhike back to the center um oh actually one thing i will say is that when we got there we went for a swim in the lake and the water was like a really nice cool temperature like it wasn't warm it wasn't too cold but you could like definitely dip in it and 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 have a nice sort of cooling off and then head back to wherever you wanted to go to um so we did that and then we headed back and hitched another ride back to the town centre which was really cool um, and then the next couple of days were kind of I was sort of sorting some stuff out because the, the weather wasn't that good and I had some washing and etc to do so when you're sort of travelling you have to plan those washing days carefully and I was doing some writing on my laptop and just getting some stuff done um, and then, then the following day Lucy came up with this idea that she wasn't going to continue her um, volunteer placement so on Wednesday she was going to finish and she decided to well we both wanted to individually go check out another town called El Bolson which was two hours further away from Bariloche by car and it's a really cool camping and hiking town so we decided that from Wednesday we would make a plan to go down to El Bolson together and do some, some camping and etc so um yeah, we, we, we started planning that out for a couple of days and then one day I met a couple of people from uh, my hostel and uh, it's one of the days where I didn't have much to do and I got chatting to a couple of guys, an Irish guy, a guy from America and a, well, she was a local Argentinian girl but she was from the north of Argentina and we decided to do the hike, one of the hikes together, the Cerro Campanario which is like a really short 40 minute hike but it's quite steep but you basically get to the to the top and you just get like the 360 degree view of Bariloche and the, and the, and the surrounding area you like see the lakes and everything it's really beautiful and again one of the great things about traveling is that everyone's kind of in the same boat so you can turn up in a hostel and just start chatting to people and just kind of like get on with it and it's yeah it's really amazing to 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 just meet new people and just have conversations with people and yeah, you can just literally rock up to people and be like, oh, what are you guys up to today? And it's like, oh, I'm thinking of doing this hike. Do you want to join me? And it's like, yeah, why not? And then next thing you know, 20 minutes later, you're on a bus together and you're like, oh, so what do you do? What's your name? Where are you from? And you're kind of having those conversations, which is really cool. Um, so we did that. And then uh, the following day is uh, me and Lucy headed to El Bolson. And this was, oh, man, it's an amazing place. Like they, If you look it up online or you look in like the Lonely Planet guidebooks, they call it a hippie, hippie town in, in the mountains. And it's kind of like locked in a valley. Um, and it's a small town um, it's quite again quite touristy but there's this amazing like uh, hippie fair that runs every day and they sell food and all sorts of like uh, crafts and like you know little bracelets and everything uh, crystal necklaces and clothes and all sorts of stuff um, which is really amazing and we decided to head there because we'd heard some really amazing uh, reviews of El Bolson and the surrounding area and as I was kind of got on the bus to, to go meet Lucy and uh, meet her halfway I jumped off the bus and I got chatting to this guy Argentinian guy who spoke really really good English um, and I was asking him you know what he's up to and he told me he'd just come from El Bolson and 
I asked him for some recommendations and he told me a, a few places to check out, like the, the particular hiking trails and, and the places to stay in, etc. So we kind of took those on board. And when we arrived in the town, we went to the market, we bought our food and everything. And we, we, we arrived too late in the afternoon to, to head up the mountain for the hiking trails. But uh, we decided to jump on the bus and the, uh, about 20, 30 minutes away, there's another lake uh, called Lago Pueblo. Um, which is a beautiful setting to be honest it's you you arrive at this lake and it's just like beautiful clear waters and then just mountains behind and it's just like rolling mountains and it's just a beautiful kind of like scenery around you as you kind of like go into like the water you've got all these amazing mountains there and again the water's really chilly because a lot of the water from the area comes down from the mountain which has uh, still got snow caps even though it's summer over there and um, which is really really nice so yeah, we did that and then, yeah, we kind of headed back into El Bosa and we found a campsite for the night because we had all our camping gear that we rented, which was really super cheap to rent. Um, and we set up a set up our tent, uh, went for some food, had a good night's sleep and then we got up early because we wanted to get up to Warton, which is the, the it's not really a town, it's like the location in the mountains that you start the trekking trail. And the idea of this trekking trail is that you have like three days to kind of, you can either do it in a loop, it's like a loop system, so you can sort of walk and you can hike and stop off all the different like beaches and uh, campsites, which they call refugios, which are like refuges, I guess. And uh, you can do it like day by day, and you can stop off along the way um, at each one, and you can complete the complete the trail in, in like three, four days, or however long you want to take. Um, but we'd had a really good recommendation from the guy I met at the bus stop, Feder, the Argentinian guy, and he told us to go check out a particular um, refugio. So we kind of packed up our stuff, got on the bus, got to Warton and we started the hike and as we started we got chatted to a uh, Argentinian, no she wasn't Argentinian, she was Dutch, sorry, and a um, American girl and we started the trail with them and did like 20-30 minutes with them, um, we did like a couple hours and we stopped off at a beach and had some lunch with them and we, it was really nice because like the, the, some, of the, some of the walk was quite challenging, it was like quite steep and uphill and then it'd be downhill and you're kind of carrying all your stuff and you've got like... Uh, tents and shit on you so you're kind of carrying all this stuff and it's really hot and but you're having really good conversations with people so the time's really flying by and again that makes that makes the the journey really really powerful because you're kind of making connections with people and you're the time's passing really fast because you are having these connections and you're just you're not really thinking about where you're getting to you're just kind of doing the trails and sort of walking and you know we got to a point where like we were all knackered so we stopped for a little bit and had a drink and we we're like uh, sharing some water and we were drinking mate, which is the Argentinian uh, herbal drink they all drink. And it was just a really nice experience to be, you know, again, meeting new people. You're out in nature and you feel so connected when you're just walking in, in, in nowhere, really. And you've got no phone signal, there's no Wi-Fi and you're, you're just there. You're having conversations, you're living, you feel really alive. And it's it's really, really powerful stuff. And um, especially when you know you're going to spend the next two, three days doing nothing but that. Um, it's really really cool so yeah we, we stopped off for lunch uh, and then the two girls had to head back to catch the bus and me and Lucy kind of continued our journey up the mountain for like another so we walked I think three hours to get to the point where we or three and a half hours to get to the point where we had lunch we went for a swim in the river which was ice cold like literally it was freezing cold like you you got in and after about 45 seconds that like you could feel your toes and your hands going numb but the water was so clear and so fresh it was yeah it was beautiful really so we had our dip and then me and Lucy continued our journey up the mountain which was another two hours so we chucked all our stuff on and headed up the mountain and we were heading towards a place called Casa de Campo which is where we were recommended to stay 
and the way there was beautiful you know it's just through the woods you're hiking there's the rivers there flowing alongside you you're going through all these trees and ups and downs and again it's something was quite tough but when we got there it was so worth it because we arrived at like this <laughs> it was like a mini paradise in the sky like honestly it was it was the most beautiful setting i've ever seen it was like a wooden cabin house which was like the main lodge um then the campsite kind of to the left and there was like all people just chilling on the grass there was like a fire burning like a campfire there was like dogs running around there, there was a farm there as well so they had like chickens and and cows and sheep um they had the little um uh, what are they called now um a little patch where they grow their own veg and fruit and stuff so everything's really done in-house it's all like eco-friendly and sustainable like there's no bins anywhere so everything has to be recycled um, you can also access the kitchen if you want to cook your own food. There's a bar, like it's really cool. And it was like a family-run place, and it was really, really amazing. Um, and one night we asked the guys the story of how they got set up. They had only been open, I think, a year or two, and it was basically the grandfather of the family had had enough of of people. Is this is what the guy told us? He had enough of people, so he bought some land up in the hills, and he decided to set up a you know this eco lodge and he kind of built it most of it from hand with some help from his family and they kind of put it all together and they they create this really amazing atmosphere like in the middle of nowhere in the mountains and you've got like mountain scenery all around you as we arrived the the sun was setting so there was like this beautiful sunset like bright orange sun like cast over the mountains it was just it was just so peaceful and like you're up there like i said you've got no wi-fi no signal so you have to have conversations with people um, and as we kind of got settled in and set up camp and had a few drinks and everything, we um, we then settled in with the rest of the campers. And what's really amazing about the atmosphere there is, like I said, they, they, they create an atmosphere. So there's a big fire that everyone sits around um, while they're eating their dinner that they've cooked or they've bought. Um, everyone's sort of drinking beer. There's, there's a guitar that they hand around because there's always someone who plays guitar. So someone starts playing, then everyone starts singing songs and Although a lot of them were in Argentina and I didn't have a clue what was going on and I was pretty much the only English speaking person there. Um, it was it was an amazing atmosphere and we, we were up there for two nights. So the second day we were there, we, we sort of checked out the local area and we hiked up to like a viewpoint where you just have, again, this amazing view of like the valley, the lake below, the river running through the trees and like there's just an amazing setting of just nature. Just It feels so pure, so uninterrupted, so like just natural just peaceful like everything about it it's just like really really amazing so i was just sat on these rocks looking out of this at this mountain just like wow this is incredible incredible setting just total peace you can just hear like the trees rustling and you know the river running and it's just you know you're there with with people that you've been you know hiking with for like an hour you're having a good conversation the energy is really pure really good which was amazing and then we stopped off at probably my favourite place. I think one of the best places I've ever been to is like a, a, a sh- one of the parts of the river where there was like a stream, but there's like a almost a natural pool and and some rocks, and you can just sort of chill there. It's almost like a stony beach. You can just chill there on the rocks and sit in the sun, and again you can jump off the rocks into the water, which again is ice, ice cold. So it's really refreshing to jump from like the you know the baking heat into this cold water and just go for a little swim as much as you can before your toes start going numb. <laughs> Uh, so we did that and I just felt really like at home really like there's just a different a different energy when you're there there's there's a calmness that kind of sort of comes over you and you know I almost got kind of really contemplative and sort of we went and found a rock that I sat on and did some meditation and then it sounds really like hippie vibes and it kind of was but I then sort of just went for a stroll down the rocks and I just wasn't really didn't really have like a plan I was just walking like putting my hands in the water picking up 
all the different coloured stones that were in the water, just really enjoying being present. And I think that's something that we really lack at home is we don't have that moment of being present. And this like little lagoon was just like, it just felt like a little paradise in the mountains. And it was like completely untouched by man. It was as natural as you can get. Um, it was just, yeah, really, really beautiful. And we spent a couple of hours there just chilling. And then we headed back to the campsite and it was a kind of big, I mean, I wouldn't call it a party, but they were kind of doing a uh, asado, which is like a big barbecue, I guess. Um, and they had like a some some meat that they were cooking on the on the uh, f- over the fire, which was you know meat from the farm. They had some local sausages that they produced from a farm down the road. Uh, they had like amazing veggie options, and you, you, know, you can go to the bar and you can buy beers and wines. And again, everyone's just sitting around enjoying this food and. They, 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 there's like a couple of really long tables where you sit across and you sort of just sat opposite people so you're talking and chatting to people well, I was trying my best in Spanish because most people were either Argentinian or Chilean so I was trying to speak my best Spanish which is not a lot I will have you know it's not a lot of Spanish at all um, but it's fun just trying to understand people and people trying to interact with you and you always somehow end up sort of understanding what people are talking about um, and worst case there's always someone who can kind of translate for you so that was amazing and then we just spent the rest of the night just sitting around the fire singing songs just like just generally everyone was in the same vibe and just happy and just being present and you know there wasn't a phone in sight and it's just it's just how we're supposed to live I guess and it's just such an amazing experience and you know if you get the chance to do anything like that then I would highly highly recommend it um so like two days three days in the mountains was amazing and then we we uh, on the what was it the Sunday we we had to hike back down the mountain to get back to Warton and it's like all in all if you're going to stop for some lunch and a bit of a break it takes about seven hours so we set off early in the morning because there was a the bus at five thirty and our plan was to get back to El Bolson the the main town and then get the bus back to Bariloche which is the the, the town we started in because I had a flight on Monday evening to go from Bariloche to my next destination. Uh, which was in Colombia and um, yeah so we, we, we started a hike back down the mountain we had our breakfast we said goodbye to a few people there and we started this long hike and it felt long but quick at the same time I can't explain it like we were passing points that felt like they were hours away but it was it was also tough because we were carrying so much stuff and you know I had like the, my big backpack with both of our clothes on and you know, although we were having like really great conversations and the time was, was passing, like the backpack starts to feel heavy, you've got all your camping gear, um, but the settings are just, it's just amazing. So, yeah, we spent pretty much all day getting back there. We made it in time for the bus, just uh, the final sort of 20 minutes was a bit of a struggle because it was all uphill and, uh, yeah, it was starting to get really warm, uh, but we made it in the end, which was really nice. And we, yeah, we were both really like being really reflective as we were walking about, you know, the experiences and some of the conversations we shared. You know, we were both learning a lot from each other. And, you know, Lucy was a really great uh, travel partner for me, to be honest. Like we, we we just, the vibe was just so good. We were both on the same level and we were just, you know, had really good, like honest conversations, which is important. Like when you're, when you're doing something like that, like you need to have that good energy, that good connection. Otherwise it's kind of, the journey can seem tougher than what it is. And it's all about enjoying that process of, you know, what you're doing and where you're going and not just about getting somewhere you know so yeah it's really good that we've done it together it's really 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 great travel partner so yeah it was amazing to do that and yeah we made the bus and <laughs> we got back into the town and as always there's always a plot twist somewhere along the line so we got back into the town by Loche on the sunday night as planned 
and our plan was to get like an eight o'clock bus, uh, sorry, into El Bolson to get the bus back to Bariloche for like eight o'clock. Uh, we walked over to the bus station, um, f- went to find out how much the tickets were and what time the bus was, to find out that there were no buses until Thursday because they were all fully booked. So we were straight away like, oh, damn, like, we need to get back. And I was like, okay, like, what are our options? So we had to look at a few options. One of them was to hitchhike, um, which is how we got there, actually. I forgot to mention we hitchhiked from Bariloche to El Bolson and we got two lifts on the way there. Um, so one of our options was to, to hitchhike back. Uh, but it was already quite late and the other option was to get a taxi but the taxi was really expensive so um, that was always going to be a final option so (laughs) we sort of spent the next couple of hours we bought some food we filled our bellies bought some snacks we spent the next couple of hours waiting on the side of the road for someone to pick us up but because it was Sunday there was lots of cars going by that were families that were full and no no one was picking us up and it got to a point where it was like half nine and we were still stood that we'd been stood there for like two three hours waiting and you know, I was like, Lucy, we need to we need to make a plan here because I have to be back in Bariloche because I have to get my flight because if I don't get my flight, you know, I'm not going to get to Colombia. So I said to her, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to wait. We're going to wait till 10 o'clock. If it gets to 10 o'clock, we're going to we're going to stay here tonight in El Bolson. We're going to camp um, because we didn't want to get a taxi because it was expensive. We're going to camp. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll get up early in the morning. We'll try hitchhiking for an hour. And if we don't get a ride... We're going to have to get a taxi because I need to get back because my flight was at five o'clock and we still had like a two hour drive to get back to Bariloche. Plus, I had some of my stuff in Lucy's bag, which was still at her volunteer place. So we had to go back there to get my stuff. And there was all this kind of middle process going on. Um, so we didn't get picked up. So we, we decided to camp and we ended up staying at this really cool little campsite uh, just off of the main street of El Bolson, the sort of northern part of the main street. can't remember the name of it, but it was run by this really cool uh argentinian woman it was basically like she'd almost converted her 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 back garden in into a campsite and there's a few little tents and stuff in there so it was that was cool so we camped there for the night and then we got up really early at like seven our plan was to get on the road or side of the road at eight o'clock to start hitchhiking and then nine o'clock was the deadline i set for us to get a taxi because i didn't want to be rushing once we got back into town so we, we pitched up and uh, we, we stuck our thumbs out and within 10 minutes we got picked up by this uh, Italian guy called Guido um, and yeah he took us all the way to Bariloche he just happened to be driving past and he happened to be going into the town and you know sometimes it's just amazing how perfectly things work out even when you're sort of stressing a little bit about it like things can still work out in your favour um, so we, we got all the way back into town with Guido and he was amazing like I couldn't really understand too much of the conversation he was having with Lucy so he didn't really speak English but I was picking up on some of it and they were talking about like you know philosophy and politics and stuff and he was a really interesting guy he had like a really cool book in in the back of his car which was about the history of um uh the history of southern italy i think it was and like the kind of you know the the, the people who came over and all of that sort of stuff it was really really interesting and there was a couple of points where he was just really enjoying like the view and he'd like ramp his music up because it was like really good driving music and uh, a couple of times he stopped off and just wanted to take pictures of the view. He was a really cool dude. And uh, yeah, he took us all the way to Bariloche. So we got back for, I think it was about half, a, no, he picked us up about half. So about half 10, we got into town and then we had a few hours to sort ourselves out, have some lunch. And um, and then we had to say our farewells. And uh, again, like I said, it was really great uh, time with Lucy. He was a really great travel partner. And it was a really sad and tough goodbye to say, uh, but I'm sure we'll see each other again at some point maybe we'll do another road trip at some point i don't know but um yeah it was a really great experience and and really great person to share my time with when i was sort of solo so yeah really thankful for that and yeah thankfully managed to just about catch my flight on time because i got to the airport and uh 
the flight had been delayed, so there was a two-hour delay. And uh, basically, I was waiting in the airport. And uh, another plot twist. And I'm looking at the screen, and it's like it's saying delayed, delayed, delayed. And I'm looking at the time. It's like 7 o'clock. The flight's supposed to be at 7.30. They're not boarding yet. The screen still says delayed. No information. No gate number. I'm standing there, 7.15. Same thing. I'm like, geez, what's going on? 7.20. And I think, how, how delayed is this flight going to be? And I'm like, I don't understand. And then 7.25, flight takes off at 7.30. Uh, and then all of a sudden the tannoy opens and I hear Alessandro Manzi, please come to gate seven, like in Spanish. And I was like, oh shit, they must have boarded. So I was like, literally, I was charging my phone. I had like stuff on the floor. So I've like put all my stuff back together and I've like ran to the gate and I've like ran over. And the lady's like, are you Alex? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, okay, vamos, vamos. She's like saying to me like, rapido, rapido, like hurry, hurry. So I've like sort of speed walked over to the plane and the lady's like cracking up because I'm like running like a madman. And I was like trying to say to her, I was looking at the screen, but there was no information. And she started laughing. She was like, yeah, nothing. You have to listen, listen. Um, so it was really funny to, to, to do that. And I just about made the flight uh, by the skin of my teeth in the end. After feeling like I had all day to kind of chill, I kind of ended up really rushing. So in the end, I got there and yeah, caught my flight and ended up in Colombia, which is where I am now at my next destination. And uh, I'll record another di- travel diary of, of my experience here. Um, once I've kind of completed it, I'll probably record it once I get back to London because this is my final stop on my two months. Um, but yeah, I think Patagonia for me was, was an amazing experience. I really enjoyed the hiking. I've never done like a hiking trail weekend kind of thing like that before. I really, really enjoyed it. And it's really inspired me so much about being in nature and definitely want to go back to Patagonia and check out some more places. I've heard of some amazing places in like Ushuaia and El Chalten and uh, there's the W Trail. I can't remember the name of it, something Torres or something like that, um, which people have recommended. So yeah, definitely want to get back and check that out. Um, and for sure, for sure, uh, going to check out quite a lot of things in Colombia and see where I end up. So, yeah, it's been really, really, really great experience um, and very eye-opening, full of inspiration, like I said. So I've already got lots of ideas for when I get back home and things I want to do. And, you know, I might even look at trying to implement some sort of hiking and retreat weekend with a few people because I think it's really powerful to kind of disconnect um, so you can reconnect to yourself and to life and, uh, and nature around you. So, yeah, I might, I might do some of that when I get home. We'll see. I kind of need to plan it and think about it a bit more. Um, but that's what I'm thinking at the minute. So, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, and, yeah, that's all I got up to in Patagonia, really. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you took something from it. I hope it's inspired you to maybe travel or do something a little bit different or go with the flow a little bit like without, like what I did or meet new people, chat to new people. Like You never know kind of the, the, what you're going to get up to, which is, which is crazy. Um, so, yeah, I think... Uh, that is all for this. Uh, as, as ever, thank you for listening. If you want to hit me up, if you want to ask me any questions about tips for Patagonia or for any other places I've been in South America, you can get at me at, on Instagram at I am Alex Manzi. And of course, um, be sure to share this with a friend if you know someone who wants to travel or someone who's thinking about going to Patagonia or anything like that. Uh, be sure to hit me up and uh, yeah, I will be sure to share the episode and I will I will see you over on Instagram to show some love. So until next time, I'll see you then for the next episode. This podcast is produced by Unedited.